Welcome to the Manmukti podcast, where we speak up about South Asian mental health. What are the biological components of mental illness? How do parents and children begin to understand each other? What forces conspire to cultivate a mind for mental health work? Dr. Maitri Lund, a psychiatrist and educator with Synergy Psychiatry in Austin and Texas A&M Health Science Center, joins us to tackle these questions and more. We hope you listen, share, and speak up. Hey everyone, uh, I'm here now with Dr. Lund, who uh, is a psychiatrist in the Austin area, has been a psychiatrist since 1993, and uh, who I had the pleasure of having as a teacher uh, in my own psychiatry course and helped inspire me to join the field. So uh, thanks Dr. Lund for joining us. You're welcome, Anand. So my first question is, what don't South Asians understand about mental illness? So what I have observed is Southeast Asians are not the only people who have misconception or myths about psychiatry or mental illness. Um, even though I would say that in our culture, we do tend to have slightly more taboo about such issues. And in Western society, there is a more awareness and more acceptance. However, it is changing in India as well as um, um, Southeast Asians in this country. Right. And I like that perspective because it's true that I've observed even among uh, my own friends and contacts that it's not just the South Asians, but if you dig deeper, other communities as well that have the same issues. And that makes uh, fertile ground for bridging these uh, gaps, uh, not just with other South Asians, but, with, but between communities. And one of the very simple reason about why people um, could be more confused about mental health issues or psychiatric issues is because by nature it deals with emotions which you cannot see right as opposed to body uh, and parts of the body and problems with the body are more tangible right so that that's that's a good segue to the other topic which uh, we get a lot of requests for which is um, how to teach mental illness as uh, an outcome of both uh, psychology and biology. How best to think of things like depression and understand it from both perspectives? One important um, understanding is to avoid either or. Mm -hmm. um, thinking along the lines of either biology or psychology mm -hmm. uh, does not help. What is more helpful is try to see depression or any uh, condition like anxiety or um, I, I would leave schizophrenia alone because that is different. That mm -hmm. certainly has a more uh, biological uh, issues. But in terms of depression and anxiety, thinking about those illnesses from the perspective of biological, psychological, and social perspective, what we call biopsychosocial model, is very helpful. So causation of um, psychiatric conditions like depression or anxiety is multifactorial and biological factors um, such as neurochemistry, hormones, use of substances, these are the biological factors to name only a few. 
Then there are psychological issues such as how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world, how we interpret what happens around us. Um, and there is a very close connection between biological and psychological issues because when we are depressed, we tend to have more negative thoughts. And on other hand, negative thoughts tend to make us more depressed. So there is a circular relationship between uh, psychology and biology. And as far as the social factors go, um, for example, uh, bullying or um, response to catastrophe like wars or um, poverty to um, name the major uh, social uh, causes of uh, depression and anxiety, but there are more subtle uh, social issues also. For example, uh, losing a job or starting a new job or varieties of so social factors meaning more situational aspect of the mental condition. You know, one thing that people wonder about on the biological side is how powerful a, a role genetics plays in something like the development of depression. Do you have any thoughts about that? Sure. In general, you are more likely to develop mood disorder if you have blood relatives who have struggled with mood disorders. Studies have shown that identical twins who have identical DNA, even when they are raised in a different families or in a completely different uh, social situation, tend to have a very similar probability of developing depression in their life. So this sheds light that nature or the biology is pretty powerful. So what are your thoughts on the stigma surrounding mental illness generally? Um, I think that stigma and taboo exist when people don't have enough information. Um, when something unusual happens, with your family members or person in the society when people do not know what is happening what could have caused it or what can be done about it there is a significant fear and frequently sense of shame about it and in many cultures because they don't have information they deal with that by hiding it or pretending that everything is normal. According to a World Health Organization, it is estimated that approximately 450 million people worldwide are suffering from some form of mental uh, condition. And approximately 60% of these people are not getting help. And in developing countries, this number is even higher. It is estimated approximately 80 to 90% of the people are not getting help. So when, when you realize that you are not alone or your family is not the only family who has family members who are struggling with these kind of problems, you are more likely to get help. 
and also having information about how to get help, where to get help from, or what kind of help is available, that makes it much easier for people to open up and seek help. Right. Um, You told me once that becoming a psychiatrist uh, is often a response to one's own life experiences with mental illness. Could you talk about kind of your journey into this field? So when I um, applied for psychiatry residency, my family's first response was, why do you want to become a doctor for crazy people? You are getting admission into gynecology or pediatrics. Um, just just do like become a real doctor. Um, however, my heart was set on becoming a psychiatrist from very young age. What childhood experiences would you say led you to that decision? I observed lots of fights in a family as well as in community. Physical fights, verbal fights, communal riots, neighbor who committed suicide, um, children who had discipline problem, academic problem. So once I became a little older, I remember thinking that why people act in ways which doesn't make sense or behavior which is hurtful to themselves or others. Or sometimes people um, even know what is the right thing to do, but they are not able to instill um, that wisdom into their own life or their um, behavior. Um, Unfortunately, in my own family, uh, I observed lots of anger problem. My father was an angry person and he believed in nonviolence. In fact, he had devoted large part of his life to the Gandhian movement, but he himself was struggling with extreme anger problem and he would lose control of his anger very easily. Uh, and then later on, he would feel bad about it. And it took decades for me to understand that maybe he has um, psychiatric condition like uh, bipolar disorder or post-traumatic stress uh, syndrome. And unfortunately, um, uh, my relatives or neighbors would uh, say things like, oh, that is his nature, you'll have to just accept and work around it. And I wish um, uh, I had information or, or um, people in community had information that lot could be done about one's anger problem or reduce one's reactivity uh, or which can help uh, with uh, reducing hurtful behavior. Right, okay, so since undergoing training and now having your own family, which includes a husband and two sons, um, what have you learned? I would say the first step in solving any of these problems is putting yourself in other person's shoes. Each person, whether it's a parent or a patient or a child or a friend, anyone, is a product or a victim of their own circumstances. And once we understand their mental state, their social situation, 
and also their biological makeup and their psychological state of mind. That's when we can start to try to help that person. So besides podcasting, something else Manmukti does is called Manmukti Community. And this is basically a web forum where members get to ask and discuss questions about how to improve their own mental health. And so often the themes of these questions in, in include, you know, bridging gaps in communication between parents and children. So as a parent yourself now, what advice would you give to uh, both members uh, of, of any kind of uh, communication gap, whether it's a parent or child? I would break that down into my advice to parents and my advice to children. So as parent, it is very helpful to examine our own life and our own state of mind first and try to um, connect how our own unresolved issues could be um, affecting our um, problems with our children. Also, it is important not to see our child as an extension of ourself. Our children are growing up in a different time, completely different society, and very different uh, set of problems. And sometimes parents tend to think that children are their children are so privileged. Um, and their life is so easy, but they forget that even though that is true, they have their own set of problems which you didn't have to deal with growing up. And these children are growing up in a digital era and that has its own uh, peculiar problems. And children should also try to put themselves in their parents' shoes and try to see that your parents are a product of different generation. They grew up in a different country in many instances. Also, uh, they grew up with very authoritarian parents. Most of the parents had very traditional upbringing and um, they had to obey their parents. There was a very definite power hierarchy while in uh, current society in this country, uh, children seek more equality. So I just want to say, Dr. Lund, thank you so much for making time to do this interview and for joining this movement. Um, and I hope we can do this again and talk more deeply even uh, about topics that are very complicated, like the relationship between kids and their parents and how to grow that. Yeah, it was my pleasure as well. Um, to communicate with people in our community via this platform. I want to extend a thank you to our guest, Dr. Lund, our team, and to you, our listeners. It's because of you we tell these stories, and it's your stories we tell. So if you have a story of your own, or know someone who does, speak up at manmukti.org. My name is Anand Jainti. See you next time.